This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're honoring the memory of David Cassidy today. And if you would like to share your thoughts or memories of David Cassidy, 651-641-1071. That's the number on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley, trainer's off today. Holly Roberts is in. Yes. And uh, yeah, we did get the news last night that... um, somewhat anticipated that David Cassidy has passed away. Um, We heard over the weekend that he had been hospitalized for organ failure Mm -hmm. and that we were um, expecting that uh, the outlook was pretty grim. Yeah, his friends and family were gathering by his side over the weekend when we heard that he was suffering from organ failure. So, you know, it it seems like it was pretty dire. Yeah. Uh, medical condition. Yeah. And so uh, and so again, last night we got the news that uh, David Cassidy has passed away. And Holly, I don't know about you, but um, I was like raised on the Partridge family. Like I went through a very, very intense Partridge family phase. I feel like the Partridge family was always in reruns somewhere. So I don't think I can't say that I went through an intense Partridge family phase, but it was always there. You automatically knew what it was. Exactly. You saw the little cartoon come up on your screen and you knew what you and were the getting into. And cartoon yeah. birds. Which and the- was kind of disappointing because I really hoped that the Partridge family was going to be an actual cartoon about birds, but <laughs> then, I digress. Bummer. But then, bummer, we got <laughs> David Cassidy I know. and all these great tunes. I know. Oh, and so uh, and so, of course, um, hearing because if you were I mean, I was I don't remember a time in my life where I didn't know. I mean, I know there was a time when I didn't know who David Cassidy was, but I really was raised on those reruns and some of the music and specifically the theme song from the Partridge family. That one will get everybody going. Hello, world, there's a song that we're singing. you in such a good mood we've got like the little baroque piano going on and you're getting happy and you know you can just envision the two youngest partridge family members who had like percussion instruments doing a really crappy job at playing them never kept any kind of beat okay i was watching a video of the partridge family (laughs) playing last night and i was like who hired these kids i know right (laughs) 
They like didn't know. Put it. some more effort into that tambourine. Exactly. Thank you. Um, speaking of though, the siblings on the Partridge family, the first person that I always think of is Danny Bonaducci. Yes, of course. Right? Who both? I mean, both David Cassidy and Danny Bonaducci, for in different ways, have had struggles with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of Danny Bonaducci as kind of this like crazy, unhinged like um, force of of. A personality. Well, I think, and a lot of us think of him from, remember his VH1 reality show, Breaking Bonaduce? Yes. There was a lot of turmoil between him and his wife, and, and just that he was in that weird crux of fame in the early 2000s where he was lifting weights and fighting in celebrity boxing yeah, matches yeah. and doing that kind of stuff. And, and, and yeah, and, and David Cassidy had, it feels like, I mean, we all knew about his struggle, but it was a quieter struggle yeah. with um, addiction issues. Well, Danny Bonaducci, his TV brother on uh, the Partridge family has tweeted, I have known, loved and admired David Cassidy for 48 out of my 58 years. He has been as kind to me as any real brother could ever be. We've been through a lot together and he was always there for me. This loss is huge. Rest in peace, my dear friend. And, and a beautiful picture of the two of them together yeah. uh, accompanies those sentiments. Yeah, I'm sure I, that's a huge loss for them. Somebody well, that you've known almost your entire life. When you think it, about that, when when they behaved as a family for as many years as they did, I don't think that you uh, walk away from that no kind of relationship. Absolutely right? not. Right. So sad. Uh, another one of our favorites uh, when it comes to Partridge Family songs. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows I Think I Love You. Oh, let's play it. This morning I woke up with this feeling I didn't know how to deal with And so I just decided to myself I'd hide it to myself And never talk about it and did not go and shout it when you walked into the room. I think I love you. I think I love you. So what am I so afraid of? I'm afraid that I'm not sure of. A love there is no cure for. I think I love you. Is not what life is made of? That song was a huge hit, and of course, it was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, the biggest hit of David Cassidy's career. I mean, and and that is saying a lot. And and one of the things I love about that song is like the syncopation, and you don't know what to expect next, especially Even though you know it. I don't know what I'm up against. <laughs> yes, I don't know what. Yeah, exactly. That song was the best-selling single of the year in 1970. That's so cool. So cool. You know, uh, one of the things that I admired about uh, David Cassidy that happened uh, later in more recent years actually so later in his life after you know his career had sort of had some highs and lows Mm -hmm. um his birth mother suffered from and ultimately ended up uh dying uh after a diagnosis of alzheimer's his biological mother evelyn ward who um who at who had david cassidy with Jack Cassidy, the two of them then divorced. Jack Cassidy remarried Shirley Jones, who became his TV mother and his real real stepmother. I mean, right. So there's the family tree. But um, but Evelyn Ward had died, had suffered from Alzheimer's and then ended up dying. And in, um, in like the early 2010s. 
David Cassidy uh, came forward and really was an advocate for more research for Alzheimer's and um, and because he was so close to it and even, you know, did some work in politics to help try to find funding for that research. And sadly, that is what um, ultimately he was suffering from at the very end of his life. Yes. And he actually talked about it earlier this year with Dr. Phil. Yes. About his dementia. I understand that you recently have announced that you have been diagnosed with dementia. I have. What was the first symptom that you noticed? When friends of yours or family members begin to say to you, remember I just told you this two days ago, and there is no memory of it. Mm -hmm. That's when I began to uh, be very concerned. Was that what caused you to say, I need to go get myself checked? Oh my God, yes. Just so terribly sad. Mm-hmm. And again, he did announce in February of this year that he was retiring. And uh, and it's uh, so unfortunate that that really was such a short amount of time yeah. that he was able to then spend off the road, not performing, right. and with his family. And relatively young, too. Yeah. He was only 67 years old yeah. when he passed away yesterday. Yeah. Oh. So rest in peace uh, to David Cassidy. As we uh, go to break... Why don't we just hear a little bit of I Woke Up In Love With This Morning? Oh, yeah. Here we go. I woke up in love this morning. I woke up in love this morning. Went to sleep with you on my mind. I woke up in love this morning. I woke up in love this morning. Well, when we come back, we've got more. Allegations of assault, sexual assault. Another day, another allegation. We'll be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Presented by Great Wolf Lodge. Hey Santa, for the 10th year in a row, all the My Talkers, both hosts and listeners, are being very, very good. No, this isn't a hint to bring us gifts. Working alongside Lori and Julia. <coughs> working alongside local radio legends, Lori and Julia is a true gift for us. But this is a hint to remember the kids spending the holiday season far, far from home while either they or their brother or sister are in the Twin Cities getting life-saving medical care. So Santa, we're going to spend the next three weeks helping you out, collecting toys for those well-deserving kids. And then on Christmas, you can do your thing and bring some light and joy to families during a dark and stressful time. So here's where we're going to be collecting toys in the next few days. The Shop Girls kick off things Saturday the 25th at the Gallery in Edina. Then Lori and I will be accepting donations during our live broadcast at Chanhassen Dinner Theater on Tuesday the 28th. Colleen and I will be at Holiday Bliss in Woodbury on Thursday the 30th. And Donna and Marley will do their show at Popcorn in Minnetonka on Friday, December 1st. In addition to the live Santa Stop broadcast, you could drop off presents during business hours at any Envision or Waxing the City location or at the Chanhassen, the Children's Theater, Bodies by Burgoon, or Great Wolf Lodge. See details and a wish list at mytalk1071.com. Keyword, Santa! The radio home of borrowing your parents' HBO Go password. My Talk 1071. Another day. More allegations on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off. Holly Roberts is here, and unfortunately, entertainment has 
served up some more disgusting stories. Oh, yes. And exactly like you said, Colleen, another day, another story of sexual harassment allegations coming from Hollywood. And this time, I have to say, this came across the wire last night from The Hollywood Reporter. And I was shocked to read it. I, you this, know, was, this was something that I was not expecting at all. Like, even the Charlie Rose story in the Washington Post, I had heard those kind of rumblings that he was kind of a, a raconteur, a partier, or whatever. So like, that he was out on the town all, yes. at all hours of night. And right, you just so sort it wasn't of like, out yeah, of okay. left field. And right. I was like, okay, Charlie Rose, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, this one, I was not prepared for in the slightest. Okay. This is coming to us from The Hollywood Reporter. John Lasseter, the head of Disney Animation and the head of Pixar. You know Pixar. They make movies like Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. They make movies like Toy Story Mm -hmm. and Cars Mm -hmm. and basically all the movies that your children watch on repeat for infinity forever. Well, he has taken a six-month leave of absence as the head of Disney Animation and Pixar. And he said he is doing this because of unexpected uh, circumstances. The way that he worded it was very weird. And uh, he said that he is leaving because he is made some bad choices essentially he's not saying what he's not saying anything you know and he said that he's had recently a number of difficult conversations that have been very painful for me this is in a memo that he wrote to Mm -hmm. disney yesterday he said it's never easy to face your missteps but it's the only way to learn from them some of those alleged missteps people speaking to the hollywood reporter saying that lassiter was known for grabbing kissing and making comments about physical attributes okay this is where i start to get enraged mm-hmm. because the these missteps are easily avoided by yeah. just practicing laws of human decency. Thank you. And so I get frustrated when it is sort of bandied about as though it was a lapse in judgment. Hey, well, yes. And or a whoops a daisy, a whoops a daisy or a lapse in judgment. Those kinds of things happen once. I will give you twice. Your inappropriate behavior doesn't get nicknamed the Lassiter because it was an oopsie one-time mistake. Okay, so he had a move. So he had a move. What was his uh, move? His signature move, of course. You know, we have learned this by reading all of these stories of sexual harassment mm-hmm. and sexual assault that oftentimes the perpetrator has a repeat, like, signature move. It's yeah. something that they do time and time yeah, again. Yeah, for Kevin Spacey, it was grabbing down the pants. Yes, for Harvey Weinstein, it, it was, was inviting people up to his hotel to, to give watch them, him shower and give them massages. Yeah. Well, actually, Pixar employees tell The Hollywood Reporter that some used to actually call it the Lassiter. And that's where John Lassiter would go in and give employees... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. These kisses, and he, they would also... He would also put his hands on their legs. So it was a kiss and a hand on the leg that was the Lassiter. Okay, I am trying to think of a person other than my husband that I'm okay with a hand on the leg from. No, that that is a no touch. And imagine, imagine the head of Disney animation, the head of Pixar, a very, very powerful man and a person who is your big, big boss. Yeah. This is the big boss and he comes in and he starts to touch your thigh. No, thank no, you. No, but how? But see, then this is where I always want to say because the conversation will be, well, why didn't these women come forward earlier, right? Because that is the first thing everybody hops to to say. Yes. I don't know if men are able to put themselves in this position Mm -hmm. because men just have a different frame of reference. They just do. Yes. As a woman, I want you to seriously think about what that would feel like and how exactly you would go about asking the person who holds your career in their hand Mm -hmm. to remove their hand from your leg. Yes. Like really, really think about it. And I don't mean think about it in a, in a, in a philosophical way. I mean, close your eyes and put yourself in the position and you may have something at the ready that you think you would say, but really, would you do it? Yes. And that is one of those things that I think hearing these stories time and again is that women are asking Men specifically to empathize Mm -hmm. with them. Think about it. Yes, your entire career is on the line. You have kids at home. You have to put food on their table. Mm -hmm. You work in a small, enclosed industry. In this example, the world of animation, where I know for a fact people go from studio to studio and they all know each other. And there's, there's, it's a small community. I mean, Pixar, DreamWorks, those are like kind of the only names. Right. And, so it's may- like, and maybe Sony, but again, yes. all those people, and I, I I can speak from experience where I, you, I have friends who work in the field of animation, some people who have worked at Disney fe- mm-hmm. Feature Animation, and they go from studio to studio. So what are you going to do when the head of the biggest studio yeah. does the laster on your leg? Exactly. Oh, gosh. I'm Ish. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. but it's totally, it's but, very but it, true. It, it, and this it, is yeah. upsetting. And, and it is upsetting. And, and, and I think again, I'm also upset that Disney is only giving him a six-month leave of absence. They don't have enough of a gumption to say this is inappropriate. We need to phase out John Lasseter from this from this uh, position. Oh my gosh. Oh! Okay, so we didn't even get to... Yeah. The, that's okay. We didn't even get to... I think we can though. We can get to the other allegation because we do need to talk about this and that's the allegations against Nick Carter. We're going to talk about that and then we're going to name some celebrity D-bags after this. On the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly Roberts is filling in for Bradley on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 1071. Everything. You're in the good place. You're okay, Eleanor. Entertainment.
I'm sorry to do this, but we do have to talk about Nick Carter on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. A Bradley trainer is off today. Holly Roberts is in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just sort of going through some of the more recent allegations, and we are going to get to our D-bags. Do not worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had just talked about John Lasseter, who was the head of Pixar, and some of the allegations against him. Yes. But we didn't have time to touch on, no, that was not the right choice of words. We didn't have time to talk about Nick Carter. Yes, Nick Carter is making headlines today because Melissa Schumann, she is an actress and singer best known for being in the girl band Dream. Well, she claimed yesterday that Nick Carter raped her back in 2002 when she was uh, 19 years old and he was 22 years old. So Schumann posted on Facebook or on her blog, excuse me, a story about what what happened between her and Nick Carter. And she was apparently at a casual gathering at Nick Carter's house. When they went into the bathroom, they started making out. Nick Carter wanted to have sex. Schumann did not. And she said that she told him to stop. Uh, She wanted to remain a virgin. She was only 19 years old. Uh, But Nick Carter forced himself on her and he forced oral sex on her. And then it eventually escalated into sex. And she wrote on her blog she said i remember thinking at that point that maybe after this he will just stop but he didn't Mm -hmm. and she said that when she refused uh, to perform oral sex on him because he was expecting reciprocation because that's what he thought that people should do Mm -hmm. he said she claims that nick told her that i did it for you and it's only right you do it for me i just and of course now he has come forward and said uh, that he doesn't he he thought that all elements of the relationship was were consensual mm-hmm. which again to me says it's time to have another conversation again uh, one that I thought we'd been having for many many years yes. about what no means yes and what consent means yes. and when somebody is telling you to stop that means that you stop yeah because if we are going by Melissa's account of her story about what happened that night that she told him multiple times to stop. And she was put in the situation where it seems like that, you know, it just slowly progressed until finally she claims that Nick Carter raped her. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I I said this earlier in the show when we were sort of talking about this topic, that when this, this was the one for me where Mm -hmm. when it came, you know, it's like I've slowly... You're almost numb to it. Like every day you're like, oh, here's another here's another name yeah. from Hollywood or a well-known person or in politics or whatever. This was the one where it was like this came out and I just was like, uncle. Mm-hmm. I really said uncle. Mm-hmm. This was it for me where it was. It is so um, the the way that the story comes out is so similar for everybody. It's a yeah. a woman coming forward, and, and or in some cases, many women coming forward and saying, "This is what happened to me," and uh, and often the response has something to do with, "I don't remember things the same way you do." Yes, and it just again, I think we just need to start having the conversation again about. What when somebody says no, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. When uh, somebody says yes, what does that mean? 
That's also true. Yeah, it's just I'm, I'm yes. frustrated. And I hope everybody's as frustrated as I am. I well, Colleen, I can speak for myself yeah. that I'm just as frustrated as you, and that as a culture, we need to have these conversations. We need to establish communications because I think you touched on this in the dirt alert earlier in the day, but that we're just having a communication breakdown. Yes. Yes. And we are experiencing that on a mass cultural scale. And yes. it is overwhelming. Yes. And when you hear stories pile up day after day after day, yeah, John Lasseter yesterday, Nick Carter today, who knows what will happen by the end of the news cycle this afternoon. Exactly. And we you don't know, know, I do just want to, um, just to tie it back to a conversation we had earlier in the show, this is why I think it's important to have conversations like the Girl Scouts are having mm-hmm. with young women and their, and their, and their parents about why it's important to allow young girls, especially to have autonomy over their body yes, and not feel compelled or commanded to hug somebody they don't want to hug. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Deep breath. Moving on. Let's call out a couple D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. Okay. I don't, you know, I, I'm hoping that you'll help me explain what I'm frustrated about okay, with this let's, D-bag. Let's workshop this D-bag. Let's workshop this D-bag. <laughs> I, listen, I like Blake Shelton as much as I like anybody, right? Like he's an affable, nice, kind man. Most days, in fact, all days, I'm not thinking about Blake Shelton, but yeah. he can go and do his thing. Yeah. It's, it's not like, affecting I'm, my life. The world is great with him in it. I'm yep. fine with it, right? Yeah. Right. I want this whole act to stop. And the act I'm referring to is this whole, like, he got chosen as the sexiest man alive. He did. And the whole act that he's doing along with it is making me crazy. The whole, like, oh, there's so many more people who are so much sexier than I am. I'm not sexy. Just, I'm like, it's because all the other sexy men, you know. Oh, you mean the false self-deprecation yes. that's going on I'm with like, Blake Shelton. Dude, it, he's just an aw shucks guy, Colleen. Yeah, though, remember that. He's just, you know, a down-home guy. He's so nice. He'll change your flat tire for you. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's sure. not going to be accepting uh, of being the sexiest man alive. That's not what the sexiest man alive 2017 does i know so, it's and it's now dumb. and now exactly exactly oh, and now you. he's got his gal pal doing his bidding for him gwen stefani was on uh, with jimmy fallon and she said basically she was like oh he didn't want to do it i made him do it no Blake Shelton, I bet you look in the mirror every day and you're like, mm, I'm dead sexy. <laughs> or maybe you don't. Sexiest man like, alive. Either way, maybe you don't, but just take the title and go with it, right? Like nobody who, okay, for example, nobody who ever has won the the best actor award at the Oscars has ever come out after the ceremony and been like, um, you know, apparently they're giving awards for crappy actors. Yeah. You know me. I'm just, you know, and like I average can, as they come. You know, honestly, I can only remember one time at any award show in in the history of my memory that anyone was actually so self-deprecating that they gave the award away to somebody else. You remember no, back? Tell the, me who this was. This was back during the Golden Globe ceremony. Uh-huh. And Ving Rames. Do you know Ving yes. Rames? Yeah. Well, I know well, Ving Rames from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes. You know him from. So you know the actor. Yes. Well, he won a Golden Globe one year and he gave his Golden Globe away. Kind of awkward now to Kevin Spacey. Whoopsie doodles. Or, or Jack Lemon. I don't remember. You know. <laughs> 
What's no, it, you know what? I think no. it might have been Jack What's Lemon. Was it Jack Lemon? I don't okay, know. Let's but find Kevin, out. But Kevin Spacey used to imitate Jack yes. Lemon. So maybe that's what I think it is Jack Lemon. Okay. And that's why I'm coming up in my mind. Okay. Gabe okay. has gold. I'm looking yeah, at it up yeah, yeah. because I don't want to give people, I don't well, want to give the okay. people misinformation. Thank you. Thank you. We can't do that. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was Jack Lemon. Yes. Yeah, it was Jack okay. Lemon. But anyways, that was a, a true act of humility on the part of a celebrity, Ving Rhames winning a Golden Globe and, and actually giving it to his hero, to somebody he felt actually deserved the accolade. And Jack Lemmon even got on stage and accepted that award. Yeah. Listen, that's the, real. That's real. Blake, you're not real. Blake, here's the <laughs> other thing. It's like, okay, he, I, I know because I'm sure I'm going to get emails or phone calls or whatever from people who are like, what are you talking about? You don't think he's sexy, which is true. I that's don't true. think he's no, sexy. Not, but you know what? Not a sexy man. People magazine did think he was sexy. And there are other people who have gotten that title that I didn't find sexy either. But you know what? They owned it and they went through life and they were like, I'm the sexiest man alive. They didn't like, it wasn't a deal. No. He is the one that's like. He, and oh. you smile for the photographs and you say thank you people magazine for making me this year's sexiest man alive uh-huh. and then you get on with life and next year there will be a new one and you can just fade back into like whatever you want to fade back into mm-hmm. also oh, well i was just gonna say that gwen stefani and blake shelton irrationally irritate me anyways just their Do whole they? entire relationship you know it's funny because i i have like come around to a new place with them at first i didn't i wasn't for it not that i wasn't for it i was confused by it i think i was confused and i didn't like the fact that it seemed like it was manufactured by a publicist it just was really obvious to me not that there aren't other celebrity relationships that are manufactured for publicity's sake i mean that is a tale as old as time but theirs specifically just seemed very advantageous and gwen stefani needed to be talked about again so here she is dating blake shelton and she's all over all the time right I don't know. I now I'm kind of I've kind of come around to it. Okay, but you know I'm still going to be irritated. You by can it. you do you, <laughs> Holly. You do you. Thank you, Colleen. Uh, you know what? When we come back, let's finish up the d bags. Now we're just a little off schedule, but well, I feel like every d bag needs to be okay or not. Yeah, we can talk about this one. Sure. Okay. It's nobody that anybody knows, but this person did a really d baggy thing on Twitter, and it kind of ties into what we've been talking about okay. this hour. Awesome. Well, we'll do that. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Hey, it's Jace from Jason and Alexis. If you miss Second Chance Romance, oh, don't worry. We got you. We have the highlights. We go to a karaoke bar for our first date and had a wonderful time. Just don't really know why there isn't a second date after two weeks have gone by. I feel kind of kind of weird saying this, but I think she's, I don't know, too much fun for me. At a certain point, uh, she she actually was buying shots for these other guys. I'm just looking for something a little more, I don't know, um, lack of a better word, I don't know, mature. I like to yeah. have a good time. I mean, it's just my style, really. I mean, I want to be yeah. playing beer pong when I'm 80. You know, I'm not trying to judge that. I, I, just, no. I, I don't want to be playing beer pong, you know, at all. Second Chance Romance, Thursdays at 7 and 8.30 on My Talk 107.1. The radio home of season four really jumped the shark, but five's good again. My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. I'm not hating on Blake. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainer's off today. Holly Roberts is in. And we were uh, just, we're like halfway through our Lord and Lady D-bag. And uh, I had made the Lord D-bag, Blake Shelton. But 
not like for any other reason except for that, like, I wish he would just like embrace the fact that he's the sexiest man alive and stop doing this aw shucks thing because it's kind of annoying. It's like when. And it's okay. not real. It's not real. But, it's not but real. it's like this. It's like this. And I've been this person. And so I can admit how annoying it is when you say to somebody, you look lovely today. And they go, oh, God, you know, I just like, I feel really fat. And like, I couldn't, my makeup is horrible. And, I think that we've all been that person. Yes, but- and it's not, that is a way to suck all the air out of the room. Yeah. And that's what Blake Shelton is doing. He needs to learn to accept a compliment. Yes. Because there is an art to that. Yes. That's all I'm saying is Blake Shelton, you know what? I'm not going to think you're the sexiest man alive unless you think you're the sexiest man alive. Gratitude is the attitude, brah. Yes. So I'm not hating on, I'm not hating on Blake. Uh, what I'm trying to do is motivate Blake <laughs> to be Blake's best Blake. Okay? And he's listening right now. He's so not. Be the best Wait Blake Wait a minute. That See, you can I be. just did it. I oh. just did it. What if he is listening? Blake, do you. Do you better than anybody else. Be the all the Blake that you can, can be. be in the Blake. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was my D bag. We're you know we're like totally off schedule today. I don't care. I'm eating turkey tomorrow. It's I can do what I want. Eve. Leave me alone. Mm. Holly, do you have a D bag? Yeah, I have a D bag today, and his name is not a household name. It's probably not one that you've ever heard of. But I read his tweet yesterday, and I was like, mm, that guy is Lord Douchebag of the Day. He is a CNN reporter, and his name is Dylan Byers. I'm just going to read you Dylan Byers' tweet that he sent out yesterday at 5.38 in the afternoon. Here we go. This is a tweet from CNN reporter Dylan Byers. Beyond the pain humiliation women have endured, which is, of course, the paramount issue, it's worth taking stock of the incredible drain of talent from media entertainment taking place right now. Never has so much talent left the industry all at once. Because they were like awful, sexually being being gross. They were being awful human beings. I'm sorry, Dylan Byer, that you're so concerned about all of your entertainment heroes losing their jobs. But guess what? They're garbage humans, and they need to lose their jobs. What about all the women who never had a career in Hollywood because of the fact that someone traumatized them and they and they sexually they got sexually harassed and they didn't want to deal with that kind of trauma? anymore in their life so they left the industry entirely oh you know somebody who did that that is the woman who accused nick carter of raping her Mm -hmm. she has that exact same story melissa shu when we were talking about her earlier this hour and she said that she left the music industry after this incident because she said that she was tired she was broken she was traumatized and she said i never did another showcase again after this alleged rape and she said i quickly lost interest in pursuing a career as a recording artist yeah You know, there you go. Example one. We've heard countless, countless examples of women having their careers stymied because of creepazoid men sexually harassing and assaulting them. So, Dylan, you are the supreme douchebag. You know, is Twitter? Oh, also, by the way, he deleted his tweet. Yeah, he did. He said Uh it was poorly worded. No. Um, I do want to say this. When we look back on 2017, (laughs) yes, it will be. The year of sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. But we have an opportunity to figure out how to do this better. Yes. And so rather than be rather than be downtrodden about, I mean, there's terrible stories and people have Mm -hmm. suffered so much. Right. 
And we should be upset and we should be paying attention to that. But in all of that, I think there's hope for change if we keep our eye on the mark. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I completely agree with you. Let's look back on 2017 as darker times and find a way. And also the beginning of hopeful change. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Okay. So Um, namaste. Bye, Dylan Byers. Never want to hear from Mm -hmm. you again. Dylan Byers. (laughs) All right. Okay. Now, usually at this point in the show, we like to educate you a little bit more than uh, your average segment on the Colleen and Bradley show. We like to throw a little science your way. And so today, Holly, I want you to know your clogs are ruining your feet. Oh, crap. Yeah. Crap. Because Science. Science. Oh my gosh. You know, everybody gets those Dansko clogs and I set, have you have them and you're like, they're so comfortable, right? Yes. They, are, they are. They're super comfortable. Right. Girl, they are damaging your feet. They are worse than high heels. My dance goes. Your dance goes are worse than high heels. Uh, all the trendy clogs that everybody loves uh, are apparently not good for your feet at all. Among other reasons, because they are not as malleable as your other your regular shoes. The modern clogs are slightly more malleable. Yeah, my dance goes have a little cushion to them. They have a little give. Yes. Um however, um the clogs are have done the reason why clogs went away is because they were doing so much damage to shoot to feet. Well, actual wooden clogs. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. The shoes can chip the bones of your feet and wearing them can cause repeated quote micro traumas and uh even though the modern clogs are better they still can can cause some lasting harm and you have to also respect your feet because your feet lead to your if you've got foot pain that will lead to knee pain that will lead to hip pain and then that could lead to back problems and then you're in trouble all around then you're totally screwed so you know what here's what i would say i'm still gonna wear my dance goes i'm not working out in the field when okay I'm wearing here's them. what i'm gonna say and i'm not like i'm no podiatrist but i would say clogs in moderation okay like That's everything like, yeah exactly like everything. everything in moderation even clogs I can okay. take that. I can take clogs that. Clogs in moderation. I'll rotate my dance goes in my footwear. Vans, clogs, vans, clogs. Okay. Can I just say this? In my old age, I, at the age of 40, first of all, I've started like this new program of truth serum. Yes. Where I don't say the thing I think people want to hear anymore. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> it's kind of been freeing. It's like, and I, everybody told me it would happen, but it's happening. And now I'm as surprised as anybody. Cause you know. I'm an, I think I'm a nice person, but now I like say things that like may, might may, not be popular just because I feel them. I like it. Thank you. Liberate yourself. So that's one thing that's happened to me in my forties. The other thing that I'm noticing in my forties, I put such a premium on comfortable shoes. Yes. Like I, the other day I was at a gala for Frasier. I spoke at the Frasier gala. I wore this amazing, gorgeous dress that I did, got from Rent the Runway. Everybody look it up. It's amazing. Um, I mean, Rent the Runway. The dress was also amazing, but Rent the Runway is insane. It's so cool. And I was like, 
agonizing over what shoes to wear because it was all I was like, I have to go. I have to wear comfortable shoes. I plan my wardrobe around comfortable footwear. Right. I will not buy clothing that requires me to wear heels anymore. I just I won't do it. And I will say, Colleen, I will speak for you and myself that our footwear selection today, Colleen is wearing Converse All Stars and I'm wearing Vans High Tops. Totally. I'm all about comfortable. (laughs) And by the way, inside of my Converse All Stars are my orthotics. When you stop in the morning to take your happy feet or super feet or whatever they're called, like your Dr. Scholl's yes. and put them in your really cool hip young shoes. you got to keep it fresh and you have to keep your back healthy. Exactly. Yes. So uh, clogs in moderation. Take care of your feet. 40 is the new truth serum. These are the things we're learning today. That's right. Right? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, okay, so uh, we'll, we'll, you know what? We don't have time to get to your science today, but we'll just get to it to, on Monday. That's okay. okay. I was just going to tell you babies are smart. Yeah, they are. Babies are smart. So okay, period. that's a cliffhanger. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> okay, so, oh gosh. I, you know, suddenly I just have like had this sense of awareness. Like, are we like getting to, are we mail bashing? Have we been mail bashy Ooh, today? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, we might be on the fence. On well, the fence. yesterday we sort of dabbled <laughs> with it during the science segment, and it led us to this idea that maybe we need to give some information, some new, some tips yes, to guys. We need and let to be helpful. How we can all get along better. So we're going to do that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show with Holly Roberts filling in for Bradley on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. Entertainment.